in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. The following message presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan's only mutual bank. Visit efirstfederal.bank. Hi, this is Janet with AARP Tax Aid, reminding you tax season is here. If you need assistance with preparation, please call the hub at 672-2240. Our certified team will prepare your taxes on Tuesday or Thursday, and it's free. That number, once again, 672-2240. Hope to see you. Canned Ice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports, First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. Magic Melanie and Ice, Green Bay is traveling <laughs> to Dallas. Magic. Oh, gosh, Dallas. <laughs> of course. Well, they're at home, so that is the benefit here. Yeah. yeah. They haven't but lost. The they're where they want to be. It is postseason, so <laughs> we're still keeping our fingers crossed. Ice. This fan says Green Bay. Girl, she's going green. Picking with her heart. <laughs> <laughs> and strategy. And well, I true. just can't yes. watch that game and not want to root for Green Bay. So I think a lot of people will. Sorry. I know. Magic. That's <laughs> <laughs> America's team that no one wants to win. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> that is very true. <laughs> hey, it's Magic Melanie with First Northern Bank. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastropub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by First Federal Bank and Trust President and Chief Executive Officer Kevin Bailey. Executive Vice President and Chief Commercial Lending Officer, DJ Deercorn, Marketing Executive, Riley Cook. And from the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange, Carla Creighton. Good morning, all, and welcome to the show. Morning. Now, last year, First Federal Bank and Trust operated their 2023 community commitment. This commitment allowed the bank to give 52 organizations here in Sheridan County $1,000 each month. That's a total of $52,000 donated to organizations in our city in one year alone. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Mr. Bailey. How did that idea come about? Well, as a mutual bank, Floyd, we uh, are fully committed to trying to figure out how to support and improve the community. And every year we sit down and we try to figure out an idea that how we can do that. And so that's what we did. We sat down and, and we, we've given a lot of money to a lot of folks around town. And uh, we decided to come up last year with the, the community commitment program to a, new, a different program to allow maybe some, some uh, charitable organizations that are out there that hadn't been supported by us in the past to give them an opportunity to re receive support. And it was a really exciting year to do that. Uh, there were a lot of organizations, some I didn't even know existed, I have to admit, that, that we were able to support. And uh, it was a great year, and I think we did a, a great job of helping bless our community. And 
when you said that there's a lot of organizations uh, that you didn't even know about, I mean, uh, that's kind of how it is, I think, for a lot of us. A lot of great people out there and shared and doing fantastic things. And many times we don't even know about it. Uh, that's actually one reason why I try to get as many of them on this show so we can kind of promote those folks that are doing this stuff. Now, when it came to how the bank gets this done, First Federal Bank and Trust is a little bit different. What allows the bank uh, the opportunity to do this kind of stuff for your community? What's different about you? Yeah, thank you so much for that question, uh, Floyd, because we are the only mutual bank in Sheridan. And what that means is we don't have shareholders. Um, for a matter of fact, there's only two mutual banks in the entire state of Wyoming. Um, so we do not pay our our profits, when we're blessed with profits, we don't pay them to a small group of owners, shareholders. Um, what we do is we take those and we try to figure out how to help support our, our staff, our customers, and our community. Now, when it comes to mutual banks, you said there's only two in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, other ones are actually owned by stockholders, individuals they profit off of. Correct. What? How is the profit generated in a bank? Well, uh, on a real basic level, we we uh, pay depositors to place their money with us, and then we use that money to turn around and lend it into our community, which is uh, how our, a huge economic generator for our community, obviously. And we try to make a profit doing that. And when we make a profit, we use that money as a mutual bank to help support our staff, customers, and community. And... Why was, and maybe you might not even know this, sir, uh, why was First Federal Bank and Trust founded as a mutual bank to begin with in the first place? Why did uh, the founder stand up and say, you know what, we're going to do it this way and not that way? You know, I wasn't here in 1935, but I've, I've done some reading on that, and it, it, uh, there was a group of uh, local business people that uh, got together and created the bank t- to, for the purposes of, of lending money t- for people to buy homes. And it was a structure. The mutual bank was a structure. They were, it was called a savings bank. I'm sure a lot of people out there still remember when we, we used to be called First Federal Savings Bank. And uh, they created a mutual. Uh, I can't tell you the reasoning why they did that, but I would like to think it's, it's uh, in line with what we're talking about today to benefit the community. Wow. That's actually, it's, it's strange how there's only two. Where's the other one located? Do you happen to know? Yeah, over, uh, uh, they're located or based out of Grable. Wow. Now, what kind of feedback did the bank receive, if any, from this community commitment program over the last year? It was a, a pretty tremendous feedback and response. Um, again, we were able to to help you know fifty two organizations. That's a lot, and and uh, a lot of organizations were surprised that we were able to help them. And and a thousand dollars means a lot to some of these organiza- organizations out there. And so the response was very uh, positive. We felt very blessed to be able to help them out. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a good feeling, Floyd. Ah, now, tell us about the new commitment for 2024, Dining for a Cause. This is somewhat kind of in the same. I mean, it's in the same vein, but uh, it puts a little bit of a twist on on the funds. It does, um, and I'll do a brief introduction, and then I'm going to turn it over to DJ. And the reason that is because he's it was his idea. Oh, fantastic! But but how that idea came about is is uh, Riley, our marketing executive, sitting over here, and and DJ and I, and another well-known marketing executive here in town, Bob Graham, and sat down for a little uh, brainstorming session. 
and this is what came out of it. But with that, I'm going to turn it over to DJ since this is, is, is his idea. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. And I'd just like to go back to uh, this, the success of last year. Yeah. Um, really was, was uh, a great partnership, I think, as well with Shared Media. You know, you guys offered a, a tremendous voice for, I know, 52 organizations to, uh, to help you know, share their mission. And I think that that's, you know, between the two of us, I think that's a really great opportunity to just uh, promote the, the good work that's going on by the, the citizens here in our county, which is it's tremendous. It's amazing what can happen when people put their heads together and really <laughs> commit to something, isn't it? Agreed, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So how did you come up with this new idea? Uh, well, I started thinking about, um, you know, Kim Love obviously started this uh, here along with, with folks at, at Shared Media, I think, years ago uh, through the Frackleton's restaurant downtown, uh, the Dining for a Cause concept. And, um, you know, going through COVID and, and uh, seeing the different impacts that took place among the businesses in our community, uh, that that went away, you know, in, in part due to some change of ownership and, and whatnot with Frackleton's. But I, I started thinking about we were buying a lot of meals uh, for our staff that was working, you know, a pretty consistent period of time um, w without leave. And, and the, the restaurants, I think, were getting beat up pretty good with, uh, you know, the inability to serve, uh, you know, patrons walking in and so forth. And and I thought, man, that would that would really be a great way uh, to just show what what our community means to us again and to go back into um you know that that concept of of dining for a cause and we thought about you know trying to rebrand it and rename it and do some different things and and ultimately backed up and went that's that's probably not a very good idea because everybody knows what dining for a cause is and if kim would be so gracious to to let us use that that name again that we don't have to reteach people what it what it's all about and and it was such a great you know um promotional event for for so many people for many many years that we're just we're excited to, to revitalize it and um, to get it started again and um, uh, bring some more people back downtown we're hopeful that you know we can create some good long lines uh, for people to have to stand around and wait and look around downtown and think you know I should go buy uh, a card over here at Roosters or um, you know go do some shopping through through uh, Bighorn Design and all those other great establishments that are along Main Street and um, just use this to, to drive people back downtown. It's just one day, I realize, but hopefully it uh, kind of reminds people what's going on here in our great little downtown. And and that does happen. Uh, it happens to my wife and I all the time. We'll go downtown, just stopping in for lunch somewhere. And then you get the old, well, while we're here, you know, <laughs> we better yeah. stop off here and pick this up. And hey, I remember this type of deal. <laughs> Uh, plus, it also gives us a great opportunity just to window shop, yeah. uh, which is something that I actually I've talked about on the show. It's something that I enjoy enjoy doing. So, tell me how the dining for a cause works for those who may not know what it what it is. Yeah, you bet. So, the idea is to drive people into uh, into Smith Alley for this first one here on January twenty second, and um, the the money that they spend on food and and tips and all the revenue that's going into the business that day will match up to ten thousand uh, dollars to help promote their business and then to help raise the uh, uh, the mission here for in this case the Sheridan parent foster exchange um, and that's that's the the gist of it is just really to, to try and get people excited about going out to eat one day and knowing that that not only are they going to get a good meal but they can also contribute to the success of uh, uh, of the philanthropic giving that 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 we that we happen to be doing and if they want to pair up and come alongside I'm sure there'll be a box at the front door, uh, you know, and information shared about how, how they can get involved as well. So just, just a great way to, to promote what's going on in our community. And I really like that idea. It's not just, Hey, let's 
raise some money. And I say just, but that's that's a lot of money. Sure. But also, it's information. So when I walk in there, I'll see Carla sitting there. And if I want to know more about the Foster Parent Exchange, I'll be able to have a conversation with you, right? Absolutely, yes. Throughout the day, myself, our volunteers, and some of our board members will be on hand as well. Now, DJ, you said you're going to match it up to $10,000. That's right. That's a healthy chunk of change, my friend. Yeah. So if if you get people that head down there, they eat $10,000 in, in food, the bank is going to match that, and that's going to happen how often? Uh, the idea this year is that we're going to do this uh, once every quarter. Um, and uh, so we've, we've pinned down our first uh, first couple events, and we'll hear more about the second event as Riley lets us uh, let, get that cat out of the bag. But, um, you know, right now that's that's our plan is, is basically we're, we kind of took the, the idea of um, what we did in the community last year. And, and you know, to Kevin's point earlier, we, we, we want to obviously run our business at a profit. Uh, we have we have the uh, uh, stewardship of, of several dollars in the community here of our of our clients. And uh, it's our job to to make sure that our bank is solvent and, and remains healthy for many years to come. And um, so with all those things in mind, we're, we operate on a budget just like everybody else. And um, uh, we took that budget last year that we spent and we thought, how can we re revamp this budget in a way that maybe makes a little bit bigger impact? And we realize it may only touch a few um, uh, nonprofits in this specific way. And, and we'll continue to give money uh, throughout the community as we've always done. These are just a little bit more pointed efforts um, in, in these four events that we'll host this year. Like a big kicker for some of these organizations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, to Kevin's point, a thousand bucks in some of these organizations is is a big lift. And in, in many of them, fortunately, it's, you know, just a nice little pat on the back and help help them get, get through some things. But um, our goal was to really try and make a little bit bigger gift, uh, try and drive some of those missions to a little bit next level, if you will, and, and help them maybe with some uh, some capital improvements or whatever they they may be uh, faced with that that they don't know where it's going to come from and if we can be that that source for them wonderful and if we can help give that story out to the community and help help uh, air what it is that they're trying to overcome this particular season or this year that'll be wonderful and and they'll hopefully benefit and reach those goals so that's that's the idea is we'll do four of these this year and and so you know we're looking to put forty thousand dollars that way and our focus again was kind of looking at our community and who's who's gone through some difficult times and Main Street being one of those that, that had to go through the construction season last year and we know it's gonna come back again this summer. How can we how can we drive people back downtown, try to help those businesses remain, you know, healthy? Because ultimately our bank will be healthy if our community is healthy and our it's community symbiotic, business, isn't it, it very much is. And so, you know, it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy to some um, degree there. Now, when we were sitting down brainstorming this idea, how long does it take to kind of get all of this stuff really enacted and, and going? I mean, uh, last year you had such a, a fantastic event with 52 organizations benefiting from it. You decided that this year we're going to do this. I imagine next year will be another great idea, something fun, because this is kind of a fun thing to do. I know that, uh, you know, if you weren't interested in banking, you wouldn't be in the business, but it's a lot of numbers and... and <laughs> Uh, I, I imagine having the opportunity to come up with something like this is just a fun experience to do. How long does it take to really get something like this going? I don't know, Riley. What, what did we spend? Six or seven minutes? No. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit longer than that. Um, I think we started probably fourth quarter of last year sitting down brainstorming. So, I mean, it, it takes us a good amount of time to really 
flesh the idea out and put it together, but it's, it's all worth it. Absolutely. So I got, I got a question this may be an insider question, but are there other ideas kind of waiting in the wings? We, yes, we do have a few other ideas that we're kind of tossing around. Um, nothing to announce yet, but stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, how were the organizations chosen? You said that you guys sat down and looked at some things uh, and decided, you know what, this organization could use a little help. This organization could use a little help. Is it, did it go off of like financials or? No, 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 no. I mean, it's really not a real scientific method, uh, I'll be honest. Um, we, we were fortunate. So we, we've, we maintain a list that we, uh, have given to over the past several years. And from that list, we kind of identified that there's, there's a couple of specific pillars in our community that, that seem to relate to, um, you know, uh, just pointed areas of, of focus that, mm-hmm. that our nonprofits go through. Um, you know, kids is, is a big one, whether it's the food group or whether it's the foster exchange. Um, there's a lot of great organizations that are helping our kids. There's, there's wonderful organizations helping our seniors. Um, there's wonderful organizations helping Parks and Rec and Arts, and, and the list goes on. But what we kind of tried to do was say, what, what are the four you know, main pillars, thinking we're going to do this four times, what are those four pillars that, that we've identified and try to, try to kind of narrow it down that way. And then uh, from that list, we kind of broke it back, and, and internally we did some processes of elimination, which was not easy by any means. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and... and sought some feedback here and there. And then ultimately, you know, our bank has, has a, a pretty strong uh, connection to several different organizations throughout the community. And that was a big, a big deal for us was where are we putting our money where our mouth is and, and seeing our staff work alongside these folks and, and really carrying that mission as well. Cause if they're willing to get behind it, you know, we, we can get behind our staff and, and know it well. And I think that's important that we know what the work is they're doing well and, and that, that they're fiscally responsible and all those things too. So. I think that's great. You know, this is uh, one of those processes where you're kind of looking at your team going, who do you guys want to want to support this yeah. year? Yeah. Let's do it as a team. I love that stuff. All right. We're going to have more with First Federal Bank and Trust and the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Everyone's story is different, but one thing is always true. Your trade-in is just as important to the equation as the new vehicle. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, and we recently had a customer whose trade-in had been taken care of like it was part of the family and had sentimental attachment. We already had a local customer in mind, and they knew each other. Both of our customers were glad that they had come to Primary Motors that day. See us today at Primary Motors, 2305 Cochrane Avenue, or online at primarymotors.com. 
This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. Hello, Sheridan County. My name is McKenna Mowry, and our We the People team recently won its 11th state championship in school history. We will represent Wyoming at the national finals in Washington, D.C. in April. Now, we need your financial help. To sponsor our team, send your gift of support to Sheridan High School CEO, We the People team. Please make your check out to the SHS Booster Club. On the check memo line, please indicate your donation to We the People. Thank you, and go Bronx. This is Floyd Whiting, and I wanted to welcome you to Jackalope's Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. This is unlike any other podcast. We do a deep dive into the jackalope hole on a myriad of topics. UFOs? Yep. Bigfoot? Oh yeah. Local, national, and global politics? You betcha. Social media and conspiracies? Yeah. Join the Jackpack Weekly at SheridanMedia.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am speaking with First Federal Bank and Trust President and Chief Executive Officer Kevin Bailey, Executive Vice President and Chief Commercial Lending Officer DJ Deercorn, Marketing Executive Riley Cook, and from the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange, our friend Carla Creighton. Now, the origins of banking can actually be traced all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia, around 2000 BCE, where the first known form of lending took place. Temples, often considered the earliest banks, actually served as repositories for valuable items such as grain, and priests would lend these resources to local farmers and merchants. Many of us are not savvy when it comes to banking, banking terms, and good financial practices. At least I know I'm, I'm really not, Kevin, unfortunately. But uh, so let's, let's get into some uh, terms and minutia. What is a CD and how can that help us financially? A CD, uh, the full term would be Certificate of Deposit, is an agreement between uh, a customer, a depositor, and the bank where they agree to place money in the bank for a certain term and the bank agrees them to pay a certain return on it. And uh, it's pretty much that simple. The, the deposit comes in and uh, they're guaranteed a, that, that current rate of return that's being offered. So essentially, you're allowed to use that money however you deem fit, correct? Well, uh, mostly, I... I I mean, there's some bank regulators out there would not like me to say yes to that answer. <laughs> right. yeah. Um, yeah. But we need to use it for our, obviously, prudently as a bank, which is uh, primarily where we take that money and we're looking to invest it. Our primary uh, focus is to lend that money back into the community to help our community progress, grow economically. Um, and sometimes we hold investments, uh, U.S. Treasuries, for example, with it. Um, but that's pretty much what we use it for. And then... Hopefully we make a profit, like we said earlier, between doing that, and that's how we turn back and help our community. So essentially, you're looking at like small business loans or or helping out the local farmers, things like that, with the money that I've given in a, a CD. Absolutely, we're you know home line, home lending, of course, is a is a big thing to everyone. Everybody wants to have a nice home, and and uh, we're helping all of our local businesses uh, that we can, and uh, yes. We're, 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 we like to think of ourselves as one of the main economic generators in the community. Yeah. Are there different types of CDs? 
different, uh, and I know, I don't think we can talk about rates, because then we got to get into a long list of disclosures, but uh, there are different types of CDs that I can look into. Yeah, the, and the main difference is, is the rate and the term. So you, you can come in and get a, a short-term CD uh, up to several years, and the rates will vary. And, and those rates, you know, traditionally the rates kind of were, uh, the longer you went out, the higher the rates were, but that's changed over time where we have to more actively manage that uh, interest rate risk, as we call it in our business, has gotten much more prevalent. Um, we've seen the, the highest and, and uh, the, the most interest rate increase in the shortest period of time in history just recently. Wow. So, you know, we're trying to match the deposit funds up with our lending needs. And uh, our CFO, James Wilkerson, he, he's, he's the guy that's overseeing that. He does a great job for us and works with uh, Kristen Butler, our chief operating officer. And, and those two focus heavily and work with DJ as our chief lending officer. And they, they focus heavily on managing the liquidity of that. Now, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, DJ, but uh, I just a question just struck my brain like lightning. I'm curious about and maybe you can answer this. Maybe you can't. Home loans. Have they dropped off lately? Uh, we're, you know, Sheridan's been in a housing crisis, I think, for almost over 22 years. But uh, lately, I feel like we've really felt the impact. Can, do you see that on I'm, the front line? Yeah, there. I mean, certainly you see from a portfolio standpoint that there's there's less in the pipeline, you know, currently than there than there was for a period of time. You know, with rates being historically low uh, for a long time, we benefited greatly in our community and across the country uh, for nice, long, low fixed rate financing uh, through government agencies like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and, and so forth. Um, and, and here in Sheridan, when we saw a wave of people come in and all the building that was going on, <clears throat> we, we benefited from a nice, healthy pipeline uh, in our residential lending department. And, and we have seen that tail off as rates have gone up. Certainly with the values being where they are and, and rates being higher, those monthly payments become, you know, much more uh, difficult to make. Uh, regulatory uh, guidance means that we've got we've to stay within certain debt-to-income thresholds and so forth. So you, you start to add those, those hurdles in front of people, and, and naturally you're going to, uh, to just back your way out of uh, opportunities to offer loans to people. So, yeah, there, there has been a reduction. I don't know that it's necessarily... Um, any one thing, but a combination of things that have that have brought us to this point where there's just not as many home applications uh, currently across the country. Uh, Kevin, you said you've been doing this for about 20 years. Yes. Have you seen this ebb and flow quite a bit? Yes, and and we can go way back farther than 20 years, and and this ebb and flow has has always kind of continued. It's not consistent over the time exactly, but uh, yes, and. It, the most comparable time probably that we have to what we're in right now is the early 80s when they raised uh, the Fed raised rates significantly. Um, actually, home loan rates got up over 20%. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, so we've been here. This is actually not as bad, I guess I'll use the word, as it has been at times in the past. Uh, it will level out. Um, but, yes, this has been an ongoing cycle. I mean, it's challenging right now, but it's not as challenging as it has been in the past, and it's really nothing new. It's, if we look at a long timeline, right? This isn't a surprise. As as DJ, uh, you know, said about uh, interest rates, uh, we we were in a very low interest rate environment for a long period of time, um, and and now we're having to, you know, the, that basically led us to some things 
the inflationary period that we're in and the Fed had to react and raise uh, rates. And it, and actually since 1960, the average 30-year mortgage rate has been about 7%. Just to give you an idea on that, uh, kind of give you a perspective on how low rates were there for a while. And so we're, we're hovering right around 7% or a little under right now. Oh, and, wow. and that's actually been the average since about 1960 for 30-year mortgage rates. So the economy is going to stabilize. Um, it's, it's not a lot of fun in some ways, but it, it'll get stabilized. And, you know, prices, interest rates, they work together. But, yeah, we've been here before, and we'll be here again. It's kind of like hitting that quagmire every once in a while on a long jog, right? You just got to get through this mess, and we'll see the other side. Yeah, and we, we've uh, retained our, our full uh, mortgage lending staff, our home loan staff, uh, led by uh, Stephanie Agers, and, and DJ oversees that group. And we have our full mortgage uh, staff there, and we'll be there when it's time to when, when things pick up. Now, I, I'll, I'll bring us back, uh, since I'm the one that led us over there, in the notes... You talk about raw material. What are you referring to when we when we talk about people bringing you raw material? That is a DJ Deercorn term. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I like it. Raw yeah. material, sir. What are we What are we referring to? Yeah. So in you know in business where you've got steel or um, you know fabrics or whatever your raw material is, uh, you know, for, for manufacturing something or, and, and producing a product, our raw material is, is money. So those deposits, those CDs, those savings accounts and various account types that we offer, you know, that's, that's our raw material. So our prices for raw material are, are much higher right now than they've been, you know, for, for several years. And that's why you see our interest rates on loans then having to go up. And that's, that's obviously the, the nature there is we've got to make that spread between what we're paying you as a depositor and what you're paying us then as a loan customer. So we, uh, we have to manage that raw material. And right now we're, we're willing to pay a healthy price for it. And, and the, the community is a direct beneficiary of that. You know, the money that you have on deposit with us, everyone should be making a healthy return uh, at this point. And, um, and as a result, we, we can then turn around and loan that money out and, and we continue to make a return and, and we're able to put those profits and so forth back into our community, be it by uh, philanthropic giving or, you know, further investing in, in other uh, businesses and, and organizations. So, Because as we said before, this is symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. I mean, the, the better the community does, the better our banks do. Yeah. And so it's really just a reinvestment into yourself. That's correct. Now, IRAs, uh, something I probably should have started about 20 years ago, and I'm getting a smile from Kevin saying, yeah, you probably should have. What is an IRA? An IRA is an individual retirement account. And it's an account that uh, you can put in before tax money, so you've not paid tax on it. And you can put it in an account and get a return on it. And uh, if I believe the current rules still are, you as long as you don't take it out before you turn 59 and a half, there's no penalty on that. So, the, so it, it will come with penalties if I try to say if I suddenly saw a car, i got to have it. But... My IRA is the only place I have the money. I take that money out. I'm going to be penalized. Right. If you take it out, because the idea is it's a retirement account, and they're trying to, you know, when that account was set up by the, the government, it was designed to incentivize all of us to plan for retirement and save for retirement. So, yeah, there's a penalty there if you take it out before 59 and a half. What is the, what is a, the difference in a Roth IRA? A Roth IRA is when you use after-tax money. Oh, and I need to back up for a second because... On the traditional IRA, you put in before tax money, so it's not taxed. But then when you 
when you take it out, you are taxed on it. Okay. On a Roth, you use after-tax money, and when you take it out, you're not taxed on it. So I'm paying taxes on it as I'm saving with it. You you pay taxes on it, and the money you have after you pay taxes, you put that in a Roth versus the traditional. And then when you take it out at the other end, there is no tax on it. If someone was going to ask you, someone who should have started saving a number of years ago, <laughs> was going to ask you, what should I start uh, today? What would you recommend? Roth, R- Roth IRA. Roth IRA. Yeah, in the long run, uh, those are considered in the investment world to be the best avenue because you don't pay taxes. You, you, you know, hopefully you put that money in there for a long time. Hopefully it grows a whole bunch and you take it out and you pay no tax on it. You pay the tax up front. That's it. When you're putting in the initial investment and hopefully it grows and you take it out and you don't pay another cent of tax on it. And really that's peace of mind, isn't it? That way, you know, the money that you've got in that Roth IRA is the money you've got in that Roth IRA. Correct. All right, there we go. Now, it, it it's pretty difficult to save in today's economy. What would you suggest uh, folks do with their money in the 2024 year? You know, it, for, for retirement savings, number one, uh, you have to do it. You mentioned it's difficult, but number one, and, and to set up a systematic savings is is considered usually the best way to do that, where a certain amount of money is coming out of your paycheck on a regular basis. So you don't ever really touch it. It's just automatically going in. And then of course, diversification is always a a great investment uh, rule to follow. I mean, right now CDs are paying very well. They're paying way more than they have in years, but there's IRA accounts and you know, there's the traditional stock bond investment accounts and it's not a bad idea to consider all those to keep diversified. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people learned that uh, lesson a number of years ago. Now, what is a high yield savings account, and how is that different than a typical savings account? Well, why don't we get DJ back in here? <laughs> um, so the high yield savings account is just you know it's it's another product that offers a better return for you. So different in a traditional savings, um, just just how how a bank is willing to uh, to pay you for that account and what its intended purposes are. You know, really. Uh, the the secret is is we're trying to to keep that money for as long a period of time because we can then turn around and, and invest it. Otherwise, if you take your money out of our bank, we don't have the ability to um, to lend money as much anymore, right? So that that raw material is something that we're trying to attract and and hold. And so we we offer you know different product types to try and keep keep money for different segments of time and and strategize um, you know our business cash flow around. Um, the things that are going on in the economy. And, and, um, and so this is, you know, the difference between a high yield and, and a traditional savings account would just be what it is we're willing to pay you. Okay. Now, when a bank tell, uh, talks about business cash management, is that like a financial advising? So if I were to open up uh, an account with you and I come in and I'm like, I just don't know what the heck to do. Is that what that is? No, no, this, this is, um, is aimed really at, at business operations. Um, you know, you, you go out and you, you sell a bunch of widgets and you get paid a bunch of money and you, you probably pay off some debt. You make your regular, um, uh, you know, your rent payment, or perhaps it's your, uh, your mortgage payment or whatever you've got from a business operation standpoint. But then you also, just like you're investing personally, you're putting some of that money in savings accounts so that you've got the ability to, 
uh, draw on it when you need, make those capital investments when you need. So, so really it's a combination of how your, how your cash services and your operations are managed among the bank's products. And, and that goes from everything from <clears throat> maybe you've got a phone device that you're taking, uh, uh, credit card payment and so forth, all those services and products. I can take a picture of a check on my phone or I, I've got a, a scanner because I get 50 checks a day and that scanner runs that money into the bank instead of having to drive it down to the bank. All of those things are, are cash management tools that a business would utilize to help make the most of their time, um, you know, invest their their capital in places that that help, you know, generate the best return for them. And so those services that we provide are are far and wide and, and aimed at, at serving the business community for the various types of, of obstacles that they face in their business. Essentially, just uh, the, more services and more nuts and bolts to help the whole machine keep running. That's right. All right. Okay, when we return, we're going to speak with Carla about the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange and the upcoming Dining for a Cause. It's going to give you an opportunity to help support two Sheridan organizations. Stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM, Sheridan. A new year means new adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank and Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Winter and all of its uncertainty is here, and that means it's time to prepare for what's ahead. Have your shovels, snowblowers, and windshield scrapers ready as you never know when the next Wyoming storm will hit. This is Colton Bates with the best real estate team, and like our weather, the real estate market is always changing, so why not be prepared for its seasons as well? Now is the time to build your team of pros, your checklist of wants and needs, and more, so you can be ready for anything that comes your way. As a potential buyer or seller, let us at best help you prepare for both the storms and the sunshine. For help in every season, call me Colton at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net today. Proudly brokered by EXP. It's Captain Clean again, and did you know dryer vents are a leading cause of home fires? Call Captain Clean today and schedule your dryer vent cleaning. It's affordable, clean, and should be done every year to keep you and your loved ones safe. Call Captain Clean for a dryer vent cleaning today. 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. We clean more for you. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. The snow is starting to arrive, and you know what that means. It's time to finally get your sled on the mountain. I know. A lot of people are excited. And if you haven't gotten your preseason tune-up done yet, it's not too late. For the month of January, we'll knock 10% off your Power Sports service bill to make sure your machine is at peak performance for all those first tracks. Yeah, better be ready for that powder coming. That's right, and it's 10% off all Power Sports service, so fire up that snowblower and make sure it can still do its job. Call Sheridan Power Sports to book your service today. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. Download the McDonald's app, join My McDonald's Rewards to get your free large fries with a $1 minimum purchase. Plus, when you join My McDonald's Rewards, you start earning points on every eligible order. Points you can put towards more free food. Just order, relax, and enjoy. Go to the Google Play or Apple App Store, download the McDonald's mobile app, and start saving. Download it now. 
Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting in half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to Hot Buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save. Morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting, and my guests this morning are First Federal Bank and Trust President and Chief Executive Officer Kevin Bailey, Executive Vice President and Chief Commercial Lending Officer DJ Deercorn, Marketing Executive Riley Cook, and from the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Carla Creighton. For 11 years, the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange has served children in crisis by fostering community resources and supplies that help children feel safe, valued, and loved. Uh, Something that I don't think there's enough of in this world. So Carla, first off, thank you for everything that you've done over the last 11 years. Uh, And what, what was it that inspired you and one of your kids? to start this whole thing 11 years ago? Well, I was working at the time at Compass before it was Compass, and it was called Child Advocacy Services of the Bighorns, and I was supervising visits between parents and children, foster children, and a lot of them were sharing with me the fact that when they got a kiddo in an emergency situation, it was a big expense. And so they had to say no a lot of times if they didn't have the money to get them the things that they needed. Yeah, because you don't want them to go from one bad situation to another. No, absolutely not. And um, when I got back from my, my trip overseas, I, I thought about it, and I'm like, what, what can I do? And then I actually became a foster parent. Uh, I got a little 7-year-old. She came to me on New Year's Eve. She had a little sack of, of items from Walmart with her, and none of them really fit. And I thought, what am I going to do here? I'd never had a kid, didn't know what to do. Took her to Walmart. We spent $300 just in a heartbeat. And we got back and it was just so overwhelming. You know, she just didn't know what to do. She didn't want to try anything on. We got back to the house and I thought, there's got to be an easier way to do this for people. It was was stressful on her as well. Oh, absolutely. And we, they've already been taken away from their parent or seen their parent arrested by the time that we see them. Yeah. And so they've already been through enough by, by that point. And so I got her, uh, on new year's Eve. And then we started in 2013. So, um, in, in March of 2013. And so the two of you just sat and thought, let's do this. Let's, let's figure out how we can make this process easier on the kids and the foster parents. Oh yes. We, um, we had it originally in our living room and I lived in an upstairs apartment. We would take flyers to yard sales and we'd hand them out and we'd say, if you have anything left over, please let us know. We'll come pick it up. Yeah. And so we'd, we'd go to the yard sale afterwards, load everything in a trash bag and then stuff it in my car and then haul it upstairs and wash it and sort it and put it on a shelf and for people to call. Who was served here in the county by you and your team? Right now, we have quite a few people that we serve. We, we do 
we serve foster foster families, of course. We serve grandparents that are raising grandkids. We do a lot at the girls' school. We do a lot at the youth home. And in addition to that, we're working with parents who are reunifying. And also we're working with Department of Family Services to identify families that could maybe keep their kiddos if they had a little bit of assistance with the home. That's a lot, Carla. That's a lot. When it comes to funding, what are your sources? Well, it's all been, it's been individual, it's been company, a handful of private foundations. Um, we've been blessed with great banks. First Federal's helped us several times before this. Um, and, you know, a lot of the other banks and um, realtors, we've had a lot of support from realtors and churches in the past year. So the community's really stepped up. And, oh, and, yes. And, I couldn't do anything I do without the support of this community. That's amazing. Now, what does a, a typical year of service look for look like for you and your team? In a typical year, you know, how many kids are you serving on average? Uh, how many parents are you speaking to? Well, we probably, I would say we do 20 to 30 phone calls a day in one way, shape, or form. Somebody calling me for something. It's apparently Azon calling me that, you know, somebody at school doesn't, they just moved here from a domestic violence situation and the kid doesn't have boots or, you know, something like that. Um, we do things like that as well. Um, and then we, we work closely with department of family services to identify the other situations that I was, that I was talking about. Um, sometimes I was, I was sharing earlier that right now we just finished doing a, a room at DFS so they can do some visitations there between families and children. And essentially, when I mean, when all of this started, before you started doing so much of, of the kind of, and I don't want to make it sound less important, but like the ancillary things around it, the idea was when a foster child goes into the system, as you said, they've got nothing. I mean, w what did you tell me once? The majority of these kids show up with a garbage bag and maybe a change of clothes. If even, if they've come out of a drug situation, they're not they, even allowed they, to they have don't that. get to bring any of that. And so my main goal with getting there in this short amount of time that we're on, we're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And my main point in that is if they get a kid that comes out of a drug home, they've got to be removed out of the clothes that they're in. They've got to be bathed and put into something else and then have those clothes safe for evidence. So they've got to be, so we try to get over there with pajamas before the kid even gets out of the bathtub. That's wow. our goal. Wow. These kids go through so much. What is the current need of the organization? If I were to ask you, I need this more than anything else, what would that be? You know, for us, it would be monthly donorship. That's the biggest thing. We, you know, of course we do, we do pay rent. We pay, you know, Normal, normal business bills. Yeah, the normal we, operating expenses. Right, right. And in-kind donations, that's something that we don't have a, a huge problem with. Those things normally come on their own, you know, diapers and, and things like that. Occasionally, we, we need those items and we post it on our Amazon page what we need. But it's good to have the general operating funds to go buy a bed if we need it or, or formula. Sometimes it, if a kid goes into... Um, foster care on a weekend, 
then we wind up buying the formula because they can't see the, the WIC program for sometimes four days if there's a holiday in there yeah. or something like that. And formula is expensive. Absolutely. And so we were able to do those kind of things. And sometimes they, they're not set up. They decide that they're going to take three kids if, if um, a foster parent will say, oh, well, we, we didn't get our house set up to take three, but we're going to take three kids and you help us. And all of a sudden they need three beds and, you know, three sets of bedding and all of that good stuff. And right now it's not something that we keep on hand. So we need to go buy those things. If you want to help Carla out, help out Carla and her kids, there is an event coming up. The first dining for a cause. Riley, would you tell me when and where this is going to take place? Yes, it is going to be on January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing from 11 to 8. So please uh, join us for a meal. And Kevin, you guys are going to match ten up to $10,000 of the money raised that day. That's correct. And all people got to do is go have lunch. Correct. Or dinner. Correct. I mean, that's that sounds like a pretty easy thing to do. You're going to be going. You're going to be having a good meal. You're going to be supporting one of our local businesses, and you're going to be supporting one of our most important nonprofit organizations here in the city. Now, uh, I've only got about two minutes left. Kevin, you did want to say something to uh, the customers of First Yeah. Uh, th- first of all, thank you to, to you, Floyd, and, and Bob, and the entire Sheridan Media team. You guys are always so professional and do a great job here. And really wanted to thank our customers because when we talk about giving back to our community, it all starts with our customers. That's how we do it. And when we're giving to our community, our customers are part of that. They can feel like they're part of that. They're helping do that. So we couldn't do it without them. And a really big thank you to the First Federal staff. They show up every day with a servant heart, and uh, they're pretty incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I want to take this opportunity to thank First Federal Bank and Trust for their support over the last year and their continued support of Public Pulse going into the 2024 year. And I want to thank all of you for coming in here today. Carla, I'm looking forward to going down and having uh, having lunch and uh, helping to support that foster parent exchange. Thank you. I'll look forward to seeing you there. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love seeing you around places, too. You've, you, you've always got, you're ready with information right away. <laughs> I absolutely adore that. Uh, so once again, thank you folks for coming in, taking some time out of your busy day to come in and talk to me about this. And thank you for continuing to support the community that we all live and love so thank much. You. Thank you, Floyd and Sheridan Media. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks, Floyd. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Once again, the Wild Theater's Classic Western Film Festival takes you back to the days when if you worked for the man, you rode for his brand. 
Every Sunday in January, the Y.O. will feature an iconic Western film introduced by a local luminary. This Sunday, author Craig Johnson of Longmire fame hosts Blood on the Moon, starring Robert Mitchum as a down-and-out drifter hired to help mediate a cattle dispute. But in reality, it's a swindle involving the local Indian agent and the big cattle outfits. The cowboy has to choose between his old saddle partner or what he knows in his code of the West heart is the right thing to do. Join us this Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wyo Theater for our classic Western matinee on the big screen the way they were intended to be seen. Free popcorn and great door prizes. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Tracy and Elizabeth Swanson, Isley Family Foundation, Kathy McNichol, Christine Gimp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Stephanie's Purpose, Jean and Vicki Sterling, Jim and Angie Navarro, and O.W. Land and Cattle Company. Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January, at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and salad bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember how your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't glued on? Well, we can't fix that, but most everything else at the Health Nut in Sheridan's Fifth Street Mall. Fox Sports Radio is back in Sheridan all day long, every single day. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Fox Rich Demiro here. Join me for Rich on Tech, Saturdays at 2 on News Talk 930 and what?